0: We trust the word. Lord, you've told us what we need to know. We know that there's no prophecy in the United States uh, or of the United States. There's no prophecy of the first war, the war, or the second. Uh, contrary to what many have said and many other hundreds of other events But the ones that you told us about in prophecy have to do with that nation Israel. And those things, Lord, can be found in the scripture. Uh, And we trust uh, that you have told us everything that he needs to know. But mainly you told us, Lord God, about the things to be concerned with their own hearts. Uh, and in the way that we communicate and deal with other people, uh, and the way that we guard ourselves, spiritually, we guard our souls. Uh, we think uh, erroneously sometimes that uh, a problem that exists in our own selves is not a problem at all. But Lord, when I read the scripture, I read that you are going to build your church so that in the end it will be presented to you as a chaste virgin, blameless, uh, and pure. And uh, Lord, let us not forget that that which characterizes you, those who love you is the righteousness that belongs to you, that it's always given as a gift mm-hmm. and all else, Lord, uh, it's just a matter of getting through the world till we can finally be reunited are united with you for all eternity not only in spirit but in Mm -hmm. body and soul Mm -hmm. thank you Lord Mm -hmm. may this this time that we have together tonight Mm -hmm. be pleasing in your sight may you direct in what it is said Uh, we pray in Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. There's something that I've recently seen. I suppose, of course, it's been around for a long time. But recently, I've seen a whole uh, cadre of theologians on uh, on the YouTube which is what I watch I don't have Facebook or the other uh, we also have telegram I I think that's mostly it. Um, but here's what it here's what it's here's I've seen. I'm seeing that there is a home group of people. Hello, Fred, glad nice to see you. Uh, that we we have now many theologians who either have been silent, for whatever reason, are questioning the idea of faith and works. And so when I say, for example, that uh, you must trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, call upon him in regard to your need for God and your need for righteousness. Uh, that faith alone is, uh, they are saying, is, Not enough. Well, I wanted to say this. If if there's anything that characterizes my preaching, yes, it is that salvation comes by faith alone. But faith that is not accompanied by a change in one's life, by... A building a new man, a new creature, where old things indeed are passed away. People are wrongly using uh, certain scriptures that deal with the application of faith. for people who are in Christ. And so uh, I think these theologians are forgetting that and they're beginning to teach that salvation is by works and faith. And of course, I have so many scriptures that tell me that I can't add anything to what Jesus Christ has done for my justification. And they're going clear back to Martin Luther and all the rest and saying that every one of those guys was a false teacher. Now, uh, I certainly admit they had their problems. Uh, I also would admit that we have our problems. but. The idea that we have a work salvation is is anathema to me and to the word of God. Uh, I thought I'd read from you, uh, for example, from Romans 6, that chapter that's so pivotal, Pivotal in all the scriptures uh, where Paul says this. Know ye not what to whom you obey yourselves, servants to obey, or yield yourselves to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Whether sin unto death are of obedience unto righteousness. And so many places you will read in the gospel that we are to be obedient to first the call of God through faith and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. But beyond that, we are obedient to faith regarding the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, And I have had the unique, it's not unique, I have had uh, the sad uh, experience of hearing many who claim to be Christ, who Uh, Talk about salvation is by faith alone. And uh, forget about their own, uh, I should say, uh, their own growing into Christ. And so many of the words says stuff like those who are Christ's That means they have been obedient to faith, obedient to the call. Yes, still. Are you? Um,
1: Yes. Question. I just got started. Yeah, I know. No, go ahead. (laughs) Would you mind in that verse to give me, or uh, can, can I ask you, the question, the word obedient to faith. Are there other words that you could give me for the word obedient? I mean, can it be trust in faith or is it obedient? Is that an well, action word? Is that we don't a verb? Trust,
0: we do not trust in faith.
1: Okay. Uh, we believe in think. faith.
0: We okay. trust in God. Okay. And what are God's promises for those who will believe and uh are born again in jesus christ and the promises are that we will become new creatures right okay now, how that looks in our experience probably depends on how long we've been at it uh, uh,
1: but so it, so is the obedience an, an action word on the part of Christ doing the work in us? Absolutely.
0: Not, oh. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So okay. the obedience is not on the part of me to exercise myself. No. Okay. No. I just wanted to verify because I want to put it in my notes.
0: Well, you will have a willingness uh, for God to do the work in your life or whatever work that uh, the Holy Ghost has laid on your heart. uh, And you will do it because you believe in the promise of God. uh, And that's faith. And so you can see that there are many things that we trust God for that are matters of faith. And so uh, we shouldn't even get mixed up by James. I think it's uh, chapter one or two that James talks about faith and works. And James says, you show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. And the fact is he's trying to say to us, that if, if we neglect uh, the working of God in our lives and just hold on to the idea that we are justified and that's as far as it goes, we are not saved at all. Uh, the, the Bible puts it many ways. One of the ways it puts it is that for those who are in christ so how did you get in christ you believed. Uh, did god do a work there later on we find out that the gospel is the power of god we find that that to as many as received him uh he gave them power well What do they do? Do they go out and do some great, miraculous work? That's not the point. He gives us the power to, uh, through faith, to believe that what he promised he will do. And so we, we always want to understand that both are in the Christian life but that we come to Christ. It's either for salvation or we come to Christ uh, because we believe his promise and we expect him to fulfill it. And uh, maybe it involves us doing some work, but it's the work springs from the power of God that we get through faith. And there's no other way, uh, I believe it is, well, I know that's Paul who tells us that uh, the just, and, and this verse really says it all, the just shall live by faith. Well, that's not just talking about the, they got justified or they got reconciled by faith, but, uh they live that way. Well, yes, they trust God, but they also trust God for what he said to them. And uh, if we're not trusting what he said to us, then, and we are stubborn about it, we know about it, we are willful about it, we have allowed it the pride of life uh, are the call of the world to blind our eyes or to harden our hearts against God, then those people should fear because we should fear any kind of known disobedience to the Lord. And I don't think Many uh, churches now teach uh, that twofold uh, work of God that all comes by faith, that is the believing itself and then the believing God. So the just live by faith, I don't know how any clearer I could put it. Like Paul goes on, And says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. Now he's he's talking about the principle of sin and us being servants to that. In other words, it permeates our life. Uh, Sin is really what we do. Uh, Then he says, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. And that doctrine uh, includes all of the wonderful works of power that God is ready to do in our life. And if we are prideful or we are uh, willful and some things that uh and i could certainly to the lives of christians give you many examples uh, the people being willful against the clear teaching of scripture uh to me that's really scary Uh, it is for God to say who is in Christ Uh, he knows perfectly about that but the scripture wants me to examine myself to see if there be a wicked way in me and that then I should denounce it I should repent and not be a servant of sin in that way so there's a few words on that but paul said being then made free from sin that sounds pretty all-encompassing you became the servants of righteousness so it comes down to the matter of who are you going to obey are you going to obey uh, sin in your life Uh, and so dishonor God and and bring question as to whether or not you're truly his Uh, and having been made free from sin then We are in a place in Christ where we are the servants of righteousness. He says it straight out, just like I said it. Uh, And so he says, I speak at the manner of men because of the infirmity of our flesh. Uh, This is something that's hard for some people to understand. For as you have given your members, that means what you do in your body. Uh, yeah, you um, you have yielded your members as servants unto a and then he mentions to iniquity unto iniquity. Even so now, what's he say? Yield which is a matter of faith, it is not a matter of works. And it's the same as obey, as I see it, uh, very much the same. You yield your members of servants to righteousness unto obedience. For when you were the servants of sin, what's he say? You were made free from righteousness so he just turned it around he said if you're going to obey sin in your life then uh, you are free in other words you don't have it you are free from righteousness mm-hmm. and he goes on to some other things um, you can't
1: have both of those at the same you time you can't have
0: both at the same time and he tells us later on uh, that we ought to consider whether or not we're in the faith. Mm-hmm. That he uses faith in a different way. In the faith. That means I'm in, the, in Christ. I'm in the person. That has made me new. Therefore, I'm going to take on the characteristics of that person himself. Okay. Uh, and there's one more thing I want to tell you. I want to turn to that wonderful passage in Second Peter. Chapter 1. I have uh, quoted it so many times. And we'll start here. Paul says in verse 2 of Second Peter chapter 1, grace, well, we get that from Jesus Christ, pe- and peace, we get it in the same way through faith be multiplied he doesn't say be added he said they'd be multiplied unto you and how are they multiplied through the knowledge Uh, I'm pretty sure the word epikonosko is meant there that it doesn't just mean that You know Christ as an end of our, you know, as having existed, but you know him personally and that you are infused with that spirit. Uh, It's hard to imagine uh, that we are pulled one way or another by two different spirits. No. The world calls us one from one in one way. The world, the flesh and the devil calls us towards sin. But we have Christ. He has uh, Satan has no power over us and we Choose to obey through Christ. And Paul says, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the uh, the personal, uh, living, touching knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord according i've read this so much according as his divine power has given to us all things now if somebody thinks that uh, they're exempt for their little little basket of of um, of sin that certainly god is going to look at all the other things that are right, and yet we hold on to that little bit of sin in our life. What does that say about uh, whether or not we are truly in the faith? Uh, and he does that, it says here, according to his divine power. Do we not all have that power uh, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue? Now that's uh, the first time he used that word in this passage, I believe. It means uh, for, it means earnestness. Uh, it means zeal. It means that uh, we're looking. Uh, you know, the Jews during one of their festivals goes through the whole house, their whole house, and they sweep it absolutely clean that there not be any leaven on the floor. And the idea is that Christ uh, will burn all the, and sweep away all the leaven in our hearts. And uh, I certainly, for one, uh, want him to do that. Uh, Then he says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises what that b- by those promises now we are not talking just about salvation here we are talking about the promises that accompany the work that he started in us who being born again being in Christ being joined with him uh and having his nature, and by these we might be, or we may be, uh, partakers of the divine nature. I, I wish we. I just hope that we can all get the truth that we are partakers of who God is. The same life that lives in us through Christ is the same life that God Almighty has. And it's absolutely pure, it's loving, it's wise and all of the rest is righteous, that we might be like God, having, and of course, we do that through Christ, having escaped escaped that, that idea of running away, that idea of not being devoured by the sins that would otherwise devour us. We Having escaped the corruption that is in the world, how? Through lust. And you know what James said about that? That we're tempted uh, and lust for certain things. That should be the tip off in our life that we're in trouble. And we either go on and we pay attention to that. And James says, uh, I believe it's James. James says, loves, therefore conceives and brings forth sin. This is why I tell you, it is not sin. It is not a matter of sin To have a lustful thought. But when you have a lustful thought, you should know where it comes from. And, uh, you know, one way or the other, if it's lust, it's going to come forth out of your body, and then you're going to be. At a place that you must make a decision. Because lust undealt with and temptation undealt with brings forth sin. Uh, so many men that even Paul mentions uh, were going along quite well. Men looked at them and would have said he belongs to Christ. But I think of Demas. And what did Paul say about him? Paul said, Demas has left me. That's all he said. But then he said, having loved this present world. So. Demas gave in to the lust, the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And uh, he turned away from God's calling. Uh, you can say what you want to say about that. I don't feel very good about Demas. I don't know I'll meet Demas in the Until he, unless somewhere along the line, I I don't know, he had turned away uh, from Paul and he turned back to the gospel. But it doesn't tell me anything like that. Now, we have all these good things from Christ. We just read, in particularly verses three and four of Second uh, Peter chapter one, but when we get to verse five, we find that as we fulfill the person of Christ in our life, we should do these certain things, and. They're all, every one of them, wrought in our life by the Holy Ghost. Just the same way that the fruit of the Spirit makes itself known in us uh, by the Holy Ghost. So in verse five, uh, Peter says, Add, and besides this, giving all diligence, having, or pardon me, add to your faith virtue, again, earnestness, uh, zeal, add uh, that to your faith. And to virtue, that'd be earnestness or zeal, and to virtue, knowledge. For example, tonight, uh, some again uh, who know us well have chosen that they didn't need to know what the study tonight is going to be about. I'm so sorry, but uh, they don't give it another thought because They are called and they have now made friends with that which keeps them from knowledge. But the knowledge of the word of God is, is absolutely indispensable in our becoming like Christ. Verse six, and to knowledge, temperance. Uh, that would be to self-control. Uh, I think that self-control is a fruit of the spirit that comes by to work when I am tempted. And in the, the short duration between being tempted and calling out to God that I might escape that temptation comes self-control or temperance <clears throat> then he said and we know this is the fruit of the spirit and to temperance patience and to patience godliness you'd think that'd be enough but paul's our uh, peers not done and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness Love. Notice the last thing in that whole list of things that we're shooting for, that we're believing that God will work in our life, that we might be filled with the. And there is no love, my friend. If it's not the love of God, it is certainly. Uh, love that falls short of any acceptability to him. You know, if I look at Romans chapter five, you don't need to turn there, but notice the end of patience uh, or of tribulation, Uh, tribulation Worketh patience and patience works towards the proving of God in your life that you can endure and you can uh, wait on God and yet not turn away from your faith and to endurance. We uh, we finally come to the point that the Holy Spirit works in her life to fill us with love. And God didn't make any mistakes mm-hmm. in the way he put this together. God is love. And if we have not love, we are not. And then, by the way, we are not loving if we are loving ourselves. I deny my own life. To, I will find in the scripture that I can't love God and love my own life also. Therefore, I've said and been told by many that it's wrong. But I have said, according to the flesh, I hate my life because There is no room for love of self. There is only room for the love of Christ. Then uh, Peter says, for if these things, this verse 8, for these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the mm-hmm. knowledge of our lord jesus christ now he couldn't stop there but as he often does now paul tells us what the negative of that is in other words what is opposite of that he says but he that lacketh these things is what he's blind he cannot see for off and he has forgotten. You say what you want about eternal security. I I passed that a long time ago. Uh, (laughs) He has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Finally he says, wherefore the rather brethren give diligence and now he gets into our predestination and our election. He says, therefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence. To, well, how are you going to do that? You're to do it through faith. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail for an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, let us forgetting, as Paul says, It says in Hebrews 5, forgetting the early work that God has done in our lives, what about the later works? What about the fact that we are daily being formed, conformed uh, to Jesus Christ and God in eternity? hold us up and say against against almost uh, according to flesh they would have been insurmountable odds but they are not insurmountable God will hold us up and he say look what I have done and I have done it not according to the goodness of those I hold before you but I have done it through the good work of my son there was a cross there was a shed blood there was a resurrection from the dead there was the filling of the Holy Spirit and the result of that is us and so I think the people that are going to be with God for all eternity are going to have overcome so many things in their lives that we would think are not overcomable. And so tonight, even though I spent almost our whole time on that, which I did not intend, but I will read to you and explain to you certain verses turning now to the book of Colossians, chapter two. Colossians chapter 2. I'm going, I looked at this, and I said, Dave, you've got to say again. What you found in verses 6 and 7 of chapter 2. Hear it again. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus. Hmm the same way how do you by faith uh, you receive you the Lord that is true in your life. therefore the, the adjunct that Paul puts on that is so walk ye in him. I'm sorry, my friends, I put before you, and it's not me, it's God, who puts before us a choice. And that choice is to uh, become knowledgeable of those things that he has taught us, knowledgeable and obedient and believing of those things that we have received from Christ Jesus. Let it be where the rubber meets the road. So walk ye in Him. Obviously, referring back to those verses in Ephesians that tell us to walk. the Holy Spirit and that that he the Holy Spirit is our life and that which was sin uh, is is just uh, for, for all we know at the moment is not controlling our life I know you I know that uh, all of us have been tempted to get the most out of this world that we can get. We, We do certain things that have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Nothing. They aren't jobs so that we can eat and feed our families. They they aren't uh, those uh, those duties that uh, by faith we we uh, do because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. Those those times when we do love our neighbor, and we love the people in the church uh, are all part of walking in Christ. But finally, he says in verse seven, wrote it. I want to stop that word for a minute. Wrote it. Uh, That means that we're not. Superficial. That means that our life has sunk into the depths of Christ. That means that those things that are in Christ that most men uh, wouldn't even want to touch, that uh, our roots have gone deep into Him. We cannot be moved. Secondly, as we are rooted, then we grow. Or we are built up in him. And uh, unless you're rooted, you won't grow. Anyone who thinks that they have quit going, they're in trouble, in my opinion. Uh, We must be built up in, in him and established, and here it is again, in the faith. That is all that we believe, all I've discussed in regard, for example, to 2 Peter chapter 1. And it should be as you have been taught. Now, it doesn't say as you have sat around and contemplated some of the truths. And therefore, that is all you need. That everything that God has to say to you, he will say to you internally. And I say to you, that is not his that it's not the only way he deals with us. He says that we are to be taught. And look at Ephesians 4. let me remind you, uh, I talked to somebody just this week that seemed to thank that the purpose of the church was evangelism. Well, yeah, he gave us evangelists, uh, but the evangelists are those who are outside the church of Christ, are just entering into it, who are bringing others to the faith, and our worship services are not to be for evangelism. Say that again? Let's say, how are we gonna grow? I'm saying, because you're gonna live the life of Christ outside of the walls of that church, and people will know that the work he had done in you is real. Uh, hmm?
1: 412.
0: Thank you very much. And so... Page. Ephesians yeah,
1: four. his page got
0: stuck, and that
1: yeah.
0: could Galatians. Oh, your
1: page
0: four. got <laughs> yeah. I sure, <laughs> I sure. mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, uh, starting with verse eleven. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. But when you look at the purpose for which he gave them, they are for the church. What's he want to do? He wants to build a church that grows its members and roots its members, and teaches its members. (coughs) After Christ, what? For the perfecting of the saints? Hey, you've got to be a saint, or you're not converted at all. For the perfecting of the saints, and he says they're perfecting, and I'm not sure some of us like those words, For the perfecting of the saints, what? For the work of the ministry, and the ministry is to the body of Christ, what? For the edifying or building up of what? The body of Christ. We think if, you know, we darken the door of the church on some of the holidays, maybe we think if we tithe uh, we give the impression that uh, we're solid people that um, we will have done all the work that Christ wants us to do what's he say about the gifts they're there so that you will work in the body of christ not outside so that the body of christ will be healthy and a healthy body will have people coming into the church because they will see the truth that jesus christ is in their lives I tell you, the man that led me to Christ and led Alice also, him and his wife, they were never not working for God, ever. One way or the other, they were there to uh, contribute their gifts so that the body would be grounded and rooted in Jesus Christ. Why? The end of it, till we all come. Boy, this is a mouthful, Mm. is it not? Till we all come to the unity of the faith. Hey, this is what God was shooting for and ordained to happen in his church. Can we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge, here we are again at word, of the Son of God, oh, and unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, if that's not a mouthful, I never... Heard. Uh, I heard of one it was. And then as Paul often does, he's done it tonight in the reading, he's going to do it again. He's going to tell us what you get if you don't get that. And he says that we be henceforth going forward, that we not be Children. Remember, he talked about uh, those who need to be taught again in Hebrews 5 and and, uh, 1 Corinthians, I think, in chapter uh, 3, uh, it may be chapter 2, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. What do you think we are taught uh, that we are tossed to and fro about? Well, he tells us and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Ah, by the slight of men, oh, these, these pastor evangelists that have made themselves into something when they are nothing Uh, uh, they uh, people hang on their every word and they think that it is the gospel doctrine but he says that it's possible to be carried about with every wind of doctrine, just like I was telling you tonight about works and faith, by the slight of men, because they are crafty in what they do, uh, uh, cunning and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait like crotching animals and they are I'm sorry and the more we endure here the more of them we're going to see but they don't bother me I know the Lord said they would be there It is my job to make sure that I have been taught and that I have received and that I have endured and that I have uh, been diligent in regard to the pure milk of the word. And so that we be no more children carried about by every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive and and, uh, as uh, opposed to that, but this is what we do, speaking what the truth I can't can't go on it until I say, Jesus said,
1: and I've
0: said it several times in the last two weeks, I am the way and the truth. Listen, if you think you're in a way without the truth, then you have gone off this page. I am the way and the truth. And what's he say? But speaking the truth in love may, and here's that word again, may grow up into him. Is that not the same as being rooted and grounded? I may grow up. Unto him in all things, which is the head, the head of the church. He is the potentate of all of Christianity. He is a leader. Uh, we know that we are like him, but he has been given that role by God as the son. To be in charge of all things in the church. Um, And we should go up into him from whom the whole body is fitly, you know, we get to that we were talking about tonight, uh, Patty, uh, how the cells or a cell and the parts of those living creatures that are made it says here uh, the whole body that is fitly that means as it should be exactly as it should be that are fitly joined together working as that living organism that we call the church and compacted wheezed together exactly as God made, compacted by that which every joint, and that's us, every joint supplies, how? A dog gets back according to the effectual working, that means in faith, in the measure of every part, Does what maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This, This preacher that I heard about this week, it's enough said about him, but his argument is we must evangelize in the church so we can grow. What's that? That means that we're going to go out and bring sinners into the, into the church until there are more of them than there are of us. Is that the church of Jesus Christ? No. According to the effectual God is going to do this and there is going to be a triumphant church and it is going to be formed exactly in the way that uh, Christ has led us, that God has planned, that the Holy Spirit has worked uh, and every part of it will be put into place and energized to faith Power to make increase. Look, look how self directed, look how inwardly directed the work of the church is and the church itself. It's inward because he says, Working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body. Unto the edifying of itself in love. There he ends with love again. Over and over. The Lord tells us often the same things. We hear it over and over. I am afraid that many don't have ears to hear because their minds and their souls are set upon something else, anything. It could be anything. But their minds are not on Christ. May God bless each of us that we may be aware of the working of the holy spirit in our lives and understand that it is to manifest itself in the way we raise our families the way we raise our, our uh, we raise our children we love our wives and our husbands but also and it cannot be denied or divorced that we exist in God's plan so that one day he will be able to present to himself that spotless glorious and blameless church and we will live forever with him there's many pitfalls but we as long as we endure continue and trust in and, and obey in what god has told us We will be perfected as we go along to the person, identical, I'm sorry, but it's true, identical in spirit because I believe the Holy Spirit and Christ are just like that. The Holy Spirit and God are just like that. And we're going to be right there where they are. And we're not going to feel like we don't belong. Mm -hmm. Or we're not going to look back and and think of all the wonderful things That we have left behind on this earth. There are some people who are living today who claim to be Christians who I believe would look back and see if they couldn't go back to Egypt and they couldn't partake of the leeks and the garlic and everything that smells. But they weren't gonna go forward. They said, you'd left us to die in this wilderness. They are people who would not endure. And there were very few. You think back to the ones that came out, uh, came out of the flood. You think of the ones that came out of Israel. Uh, who were were yet true, the ones who came out of the church, and then today, the ones who avoided uh, so much falsity, and yet God has a testimony from his word to us and through us uh, of Jesus Christ. And he will not miss one of us. He will not Lose one that He has chosen for this work, Father. I thank you for your word. There's not another word. I can't. I can't pray this prayer. There's not another word anywhere in the universe that's like this word and it it is worthy of what Christ said when he said the word became flesh and yet we don't pay attention to it and yet everything that's fun in this world or everything that is meaningful to us that isn't meaningful to you, we put in front of this word and it turns out just to be a straggler somewhere in oblivion. We thank you, Lord. The Christian walk is not hard, but the Christian walk In Christ requires attention and thoughtfulness and power and the working of the Holy Spirit that we might emulate Christ. So, Lord, work that work. I don't get to preach to thousands, but work that work in these people. I pray in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you.